belly check Oh, how I miss you I just want to kiss you They just got rid of you Oh, Bill Belichick You didn't flatten that ball It was Tom Brady You didn't spy gate You didn't deflate gate He's innocent So why fire him When it should have been Mr. Crowd Oh Bill Belichick As long as you cut the check and we're back welcome back to episode 20 of the drop back podcast uh 20 episodes in 20 episodes up 20 episodes down mm-hmm 18 games, 4 wins, 12 losses. As the New England Patriots that, have... that, that equals 16. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> do we 18 games, 17 games? 17, 17 games, games, 4 wins, 13 losses. There we go. As the Patriots in their last game of the season lost their bout against the Jets in New England, which ended Bill Belichick's story here in New England. What a Cinderella story it was. Bill Belichick rides into the sunset, well, gets his guy. I, or, or Atlanta. He could go to Atlanta, too. It's, oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I was taking a retrospective. I was saying. Oh, I, but when, I, when I think, like, ride into the sunset, I think, like, they're done for See, him. I feel like that's rides off into the sunset. Oh, so he's – okay. So he's going into the he's, burner. He's, get, he's, he's, he's He says, you know, you know what they say, if it's too hot, get out of the kitchen. Get out of the kitchen. He's, he's going back in the kitchen. Let Bill okay. cook. Yeah. Bill Russell Wilson to Atlanta? Question mark. Who knows? Anyways, Bill Belichick. Everybody's heard it by now. You know, our fearless leader, gone with the wind. Robert Kraft has made the decision, and I suppose Bill Belichick as well to mutually and amicably part ways. Does everybody believe it was mutual and amicable? Maybe not, but. That's not our call to make. All I know is that the coach that I watched my whole life bring Super Bowl after Super Bowl, championship after championship, iconic press conference moment after moment, he is gone. And in his stead comes former All-Pro on the defensive side of the ball, a first-round pick. Seven-time captain. Champion. Super Bowl champion. One of the brightest minds on the defensive side of the ball in football. Sherrod Mayo. Who some have referred to as – actually, there's a clip of Brady um, during their playing days together. He, he refers to, to Mayo as Gerard Belichick. So oh, I heard that, yeah. Stay, keep it in the family. That's what it's all keep- about. It's a family business. Mm-hmm. Got Steve and Gerard Belichick on the roster still. Who? What do you think we so do? With, they have another. I think he is. I think Brandon Belichick, Steve Belichick. They're still on the. They're still got jobs. Yeah, which is pretty funny that I saw, 
that I, I got that report that it's just like the Belichick's sons still have jobs in New England. Like, imagine <laughs> if they just cleaned house. They're like, all Belichick's gone. Get them out of here. Purge. Purge the Belichick name of this house. Remove the bloodline from the history books. Yeah. But I guess, you know, over this next couple of years, we'll really see if they're actually good coaches and deserve yeah. to be um, help at the team. I like to think they, they are. I'd like to think that. Belichick wasn't bringing them in because he's sons. Because there are those reports everywhere in the past couple of years, you know. Um, Belichick was just acting in – he was making decisions that made him comfortable instead of doing things that would make him win. You know, he's bringing in the same guys that he already knows rather than taking a shot at a new guy that could have some promise. So we'll we'll see. There, there could be a lot of uh, – lot of I have a lot of hope and optimism – for um gerard mayo's tenure with the patriots um first things first we got to fix the offensive side of the ball but you know i'm also very worried for gerard mayo's tenure with the patriots because um i don't like i i i after this season i don't really know what to expect going into next season we're gonna have to have a killer off season signing some studs and kind of kill it in the draft for me to have like a good expectation for potentially us making the playoffs next year. So I would really hate for us to have a bad season and then maybe like a mid season after that. And the people are like, all right, experiments over experiments over We're going to get a new guy. And then we're just stuck in like a head coaching yeah. rut. So I, I hope, I really hope Bell, uh, cause craziest thing about this, this uh, hire of Drod Mayo too, is that it was already in, it was in both their contracts that after Belichick was gone, Mayo would succeed him. So that's awesome. They obviously, they knew their guy. They knew who their guy was going to be ahead of time. So, yeah, I think it's, it's better to have stability at the head coaching position. Maybe the only other position I can think that's more important in the franchise is a quarterback being stable because I mean, you look at the teams that are able to maintain long-term success and there's not a lot of examples, but most of them have coaches that have been in the organization for a number of years already and get the support that they need. I mean, just looking at the playoffs right now, like Shanahan has been in San Francisco for a number of years. McDermott has been there. Matt LaFleur has been there for quite some time already. Dan Campbell's really the only newer guy on the block. And, you know, he's such – I think that's just more so a testament to him than it is uh, – an argument against the need for a great coach like that to be your foundation for the franchise. But um, as far as Steve Belichick goes and, and Brandon Belichick, happy they're still here. I'm glad that it shows that they're qualified. Also, hopefully that means that we get some more Steve Belichick wagging his tongue for no reason. In remember that against the Bucks, mm-hmm. that was so fun. Why did he keep doing that? He did it like six times. I don't know. He, he there was something going on with him that day. He <laughs> that was, was like so in his awesome. zone. We need to do him to do that more because he was kind of just locked. Yeah, in he that was day. so locked in, and that was like was he wasn't a coordinator or anything. He, they just kept showing him because he looked so stupid, and they're like, look at look at Steve go. Maybe that because. He hadn't like he's Belichick's son, right? And he's got you know, eyes on him all the time because of that. But but like he's never really had that was kind of his like viral moment, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I hope one day in like 30 years, Steve Belichick is, is like a, a tenured head coach somewhere, and they're like, This is where it all started, and they show that clip. <laughs> he's just wagging it in east yeah. to west. 
What an yeah. iconic game. You know, Brady returns to New England Ugh. against the stud first-round pick, Mac Brown. Mac Round Jones. Jones. New player has been added to the roster with, yeah. with Mike Apartments and whoever else. Yeah. Mac Round Jones. He, that, there was a time where I, I saw a graphic the other day. It made me sad. It was during Mac's rookie season. We were the number one seed in the AFC. Mac Jones was the rookie of the month. Um, people were praising him for being like the steal of the draft and the Patriots being being back. And now you just you think back and you look about what we did, what we didn't do, where we are now. And it just it all seems so far away. Like I remember when we were the number one seed in the AFC, it didn't feel genuine, didn't feel earned. It felt like okay, we're like a shady, like we we we're not like a great team. We've just we've won when we needed to win. And um, how right we were. Yeah, but that was a fun time though, because I remember uh, like we we were on a tear for a little bit there, and um, a lot of people had the Pats. That was the last time people really had the Pats ranked as a as a top team in the league a couple of years ago, when Mac Jones was was on that tear. So, would love to see them return to that. At some point. Yeah, I think maybe. Maybe that leads in uh, into the sentiment of drafting another rookie quarterback in this mm. upcoming draft, grabbing a guy who you think can succeed in the system and or maybe just become the system. Who knows? The number three pick, there's a lot of possibilities. I know Caleb Williams and Drake May maybe will go one and two. A lot of people think Marvin Harrison Jr. could go two. Some people think maybe even as high as one, although I think that's a more unlikely scenario. So Jaden Daniels will be available more than likely. Marvin Harrison Jr. might be available, or Drake May might be available. There's a lot of different possibilities, and I think having the third pick, you, you gotta you gotta pounce and you gotta hit. You gotta make the right choice here because this right now in this upcoming draft. This is the pivotal moment for this new generation of of Patriots teams. This is the Gerard Mayo era. This is his first pick. He has it inside the top three, which usually you don't really get that chance if you're walking into a situation getting a top three pick. So we'll see. Batter up. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's fun to speculate on – who he'd really go after um, him being a defensive guy who's understand understood that I th- he, I think he said in a press conference recently that there's been a lot of finger pointing in the organization and he just wants that to stop. And one of the people who has been pointing fingers is Mac Jones and Mac Jones, who obviously got benched right at the season. Um, that kind of makes you think that. And, and I've also saw another clip of him um, where, he comes forward and he said it was in a, he was they basically said like so who are you gonna a reporter said to him who are you gonna take with the number three pick and he just goes oh you know we're gonna take the best player available you know bet you know best player available so no he said uh he was like he's like we're gonna take the best player at a very important position 
that we all know we need or something like that. Yeah, he he like pretty much alluded to the fact that they were going to take a quarterback. Although we're also wide receiver. receiver. Yeah, because so, we suck which, at honestly, receiver. Right? Which, we suck at both. We suck at both. So yeah. like, take either of them. I honestly, my what but I that, think that could mean quarterback though. If he said there has been finger pointing, that that could allude to him. It's so confusing though because that quote makes me think that you know. With the finger pointing from Mac Jones, it means that he's not going to give Mac Jones another shot. Mm-hmm. But also, Mac Jones showed up to the Gerard Mayo press conference, so obviously that was some sort of like Patriots political move. Right? Yeah, I some, think Mac someone is... either Max Camp telling him to do that, or maybe someone from Gerard, maybe Gerard being like, "I want you here. You're my you're my starting quarterback going into next season." Oops, Sarah Walls. Um, so she probably just picked up Meg. Yeah. Um, what I think, speaking of that is, I mean, I think Mac is trying to be like the consummate professional here. You know, like if he's on his way out, you don't want to give anybody a reason not to sign him. Right. Like you want to show that you've been a good teammate, a good, uh, member of the organization, you know, you, you, you fit in well, you're doing all the right things. But uh, in terms of what Mayo said about drafting the best player at a very important position, if we take a tackle, I'm going to jump off a bridge. I, I know they're important, but, but there's been no team that has taken a tackle. Like, can you name a team that's taken a tackle in this position, and they've just been a successful team over the next couple of years. No, I was gonna actually say the the Browns drafted Joe Thomas really high, yeah, and he made he made twelve Pro Bowls like in a row, and they never made the playoffs once. They yeah. suck. And the thing is, it's like even if we do get Joe Alt right, and or let's Ola say Fashanu. he's yeah, let's say that they're the and also I've I've heard that there's eight to ten great tackles in this draft. Why don't we just? Wait and get one with our high second round pick. We could probably get one. Worst case scenario, we'll trade up with that pick and get one of these guys. But I mean, like I I, I don't know. He's not going to be catching any passes out. Like like the offensive line has been a huge issue, but so has the rest of his offense. So we really gotta. I think we gotta take the Cincinnati Bengal way out of here. Instead of drafting a lineman when you need one, we'll just. Go for a wide receiver or go for yeah. a quarterback, and we need to get a bring some foundation back to this team. I I honestly really like the idea of stealing T Higgins from the Bengals, so, uh, drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. So that's that's T Higgins and Jamar Chase right there, and then maybe maybe drafting a guy because we have the thirty fifth pick, drafting a guy at the top of the second or trading back up into the late first. I think if somebody like Michael Penix is available, who we just saw go off in the national championship, or sorry, college football playoff. Was it the national? It was the national championship. Was he on Washington? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Or he didn't go off well enough, though. No. <laughs> no, I did not. Or like, I don't love JJ McCarthy or Bo Nix, but like, if either of them are there too, maybe. But just, just a guy, you know, yeah. take a shot on a guy who could be good. I want to have. I, I don't I don't care what kind of hope it is. I just want some sort of hope going into next season. Call it blind hope that, you know, we have taken 
a step to move this football team in the right direction. Take a shot on a guy. If it doesn't work, fine. We'll move on from him next year. Um, But I don't know. I I think it's for sure official that they're probably done with Mac. I'm not really sure what they'll do with him. I think, you know, maybe like, would you be surprised if they kept him around? Yes. Going into next season? Yes. Although I do feel like what about Zappy too? Both both those guys. Well, the thing is with both of them, I think Zappy more so. I feel like Zappy is like teenage Anakin Skywalker, where he's like always like angsty and like wanting to prove himself and thinking that he's like better than whoever's in Wait, front of him. You, like, I just thought of, I don't know. Just follow. Vibe? Just just follow. Just come <laughs> come down right, this yeah. come down this road with me. And I think Dude, he's Mac, gonna listen to this shit and be like that. Fucker, <laughs> Bailey Zappi. <laughs> Bailey Zappi would be the guy that listened to every Patriots podcast. Like, what are they excited about me? <laughs> um, but Mac, I feel like Mac, strangely enough, I think he would fight for the starting role. But I also think that at this point, he would want to like earn his way back up. Like I think he would accept being a backup, and I think he would try to earn his way up. But whereas with Zappi, I feel like he would just like butt heads with whoever they brought in and try and like just race for the starting job. I think Mac would want to do what's best for the team. And maybe that's just Mac marketing himself to make me believe that. Cause you know, despite all of the struggles in every press conference that Mac Jones had, he never really threw anybody else under the bus. He always accepted accountability on himself. He never like bad mouth, like the coaching or like his teammates during a press conference. He got like upset on the sidelines. Yeah, but but he was definitely calm, cool, and collective in the press conference. So you know that that could mean that um, Mac Jones is growing into a nice uh, potential a nice Matt showman. Saracen role, where he just wants maybe not Matt Saracen, Alex Moran. I think that's what I'm mm. going for. Here, oh yeah, for where my, he just yes. wants to be a backup quarterback somewhere and just live the life of an NFL player. But you're just backup, right? You don't need to play that often unless something horrible goes. Something horrible happens. You know? the, the only thing that I will say is we should keep one of them probably um, because it's no. I, don't, s- I, I if we kept one of them, I would want to keep Mac. I even even though you know it all might. It might not even be worth it anymore. I would rather keep him than Zappy because I think, like we've seen, we've seen enough of both of them. We don't need both of them anymore. I will you say know. it's it's probably, it's certainly cheaper to keep Zappy, um, because just Mac was a first round pick. That's but true. we have, I think, like thirty thirty four million dollars in cap space right now. So, I mean, it's it's not exactly like we're struggling with money currently. Which hopefully the fact that we have that much cap space, Andrew's pulling it up right now. We'll see for sure. I mean, Trent Brown, free agent, Mike and Wenu, free agent, Kyle Duggar, free agent. Hopefully, we'll also bring in some free agents. Um, let's see, what does it say? Oh, that's just the yeah. That's just the look up NFL salary cap. Active contract estimated cap. Nope. Look up uh, like twenty twenty four NFL. Most cap space. NF. NF. NIST. Okay, let's see. Um, so, but the thing is with the Patriots, too, it's like we could potentially lose our, our damn left. We got yeah, 70 we, mil? Yeah, we got 70 million. We're up there. Oh, Texans are 74 million. That's awesome for them. 
Average age, 26. Ours is 27. Who's the oldest team, I wonder? Oldest team in the NFL? That's a great question. It is the... Yeah, I'm sure you can sort by right around. You can probably sort by go to the top. Go to the top and click. Twenty-eight Buffalo Bills twenty-seven point eight. Who's the youngest team? Kansas City Chiefs and Packers. Wow, I would have thought the Lions. They might have the most like rising young stars though, for as far as the Lions. Twenty-six point six one. So they're yeah. middle of the pack. I mean, everything is is pretty similar. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have a ton of cap space, fourth most in the NFL. We're gonna be able to sign some guys in the open market. I really hope we're going to be able to bring the guys back that we want to. Also, I don't know if you saw this, but you probably didn't. Kendrick Warren on Twitter said he was like, all right, I've been hearing you guys. Um, I'll come back. If you buy like all, if you buy some of my merch, I'll come back to the bats, which I think was like a, the buying his merch part was a joke, but I think that's a good sign of yeah. him like wanting to come back or yeah, at least is, having like productive good. talks. Yeah, and I think they would want to bring him back because he's actually one of the. He actually, he was our best player was when he was on. The, he was our best offensive player when he was healthy. Yeah, and I bet you he finished with more yards than Parker and. Uh, oh, definitely more yards than Parker and Parker Juju. And, let's see, yeah, I'm just. Yeah, he had three thousand. He had three thousand yards this in seventy five. Three thousand yards, twenty one touchdowns. Okay, so four hundred yards. That's definitely more than Juju and Devontae Parker. Yeah, not combined, but. He would have got if he played the full season. He would have. He might have gotten a thousand yards if he played yeah. the whole season. He had, he had a great year. It, was, it honestly sucked when he tore his ACL. That was like our our offense was already horrible, and then it just hit rock bottom after. Yeah, that. it was not very chill when that happened. But think like him, Demario Douglas. Dude, what are we gonna do with Tyquan Thornton, Devontae Parker, and Juju Smith-Schuster? Just get rid of all of them. Keep Juju. Why? Because we gave him a a pretty decently sized contract. Listen, his knee was going to explode last season. It's a miracle he was even playing at all. <laughs> he's going to get better, and he's going to be what he was supposed to be, a number two receiver. We're going to get Marvin Harrison. We'll bring him in. It'll be all right. I don't. I just don't want the fixed. Mario Douglas to be phased out of the offense. I don't think we can afford. Oh for no, that he's going to be the centerpiece of our offense going forward. Not he's the only the good. If we draft Marvin Harrison, it's, there, it's definitely going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I think Demario Douglas would be a perfect like wide receiver, like slot guy. Yeah, I think he will do. He can do so much damage over the middle. He's tiny. I I get that. He is tiny. But it's not like teams are allowed to rip your head off anymore when you go over the middle. So he should, by all intents and purposes, be even more productive next year than he was this year, um, which I'm excited for. Who knows? I, I Honestly, I hope we bring back Zeke, too, for like a short contract because he was way better than I think a lot of people expected him to be. And uh, he put a lot of heart into the team. He never quit. He had some splash plays every now and again. Yeah, he, he was pretty good. I, I, I'm i indifferent about Zeke. I feel like we got as much, we got more than what we thought we were going to get out of Zeke. And I think next season, you know, he's just going to get worse. That's just how running backs sort of age in the NFL. And, you know, why not just take another shot on a, on a younger guy who – 
could be could end up potentially replacing Ramondre. You know, if potentially we don't sign Ramondre a long term deal because that's what happened with Damian Harrison. Not um, his name. What? Not his name. Damian Harris. There it is. Yeah. Dude, all these people, they have so similar names. <laughs> now David Harrison. David, yeah, Damian Harrison. That's Marvin not- <laughs> Harrison. Marvin Harrison Jr. All the same family people don't know. Um, I would agree with that, aside from the fact that besides Ramondre, who got hurt this season, I mean, we have Kevin Harris, who I like Kevin Harris, but he's, he's slow and he's not – really as as good as I would have wanted him to be for a backup running back perspective. So if you draft a guy in the late rounds and he's ass, that's not good, you know? Yeah, but it's just a late round pick. You're just taking a shot on a guy. No, I, I know that. But if he that's sucks. That's at a position, too, where, you know, there's a lot of the, like, pool of capable running backs out there is much larger than like the pool for quarterbacks. You know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I would, I would rather, I think sign a guy that's a, a sure thing for like a, a decent contract, like an, a team friendly contract if possible, than then drafting a guy who's not that good in a system where we use a lot of two running back sets. Yeah, who's uh, – so Why don't we take a look? Let's Kirk see who's Cousins. available. Derrick Henry. That would be fun. No, that would be bad. That would be very fun. Derrick Henry, Josh Derrick, Jacobs, Tony yeah. Pollard, Saquon, Eckler, Cordero Patterson. Dude, Eckler's back. 28. Yeah, he's he's old. I mean, he's listen. He's younger he was, than I thought. I thought he was older. Really? Gus Edwards is older than him. Gus Edwards is the third leading rusher in Ravens history. Did you know that? No, I what really? Yep. What has he done? Not much. I mean, the Ravens are a very young franchise. That's crazy. It's Jamal Lewis, Lamar Jackson, and I think Gus, or maybe he's fourth because I think Ray Rice has more than him. Damian Harris is going to be a free agent. Uh, Boston, Boston Scott. Scott, you used to love Boston Scott. Oh yeah, he's he needs to come to Boston, dude. Cam Akers sucks. J.K. Dobbins. Um, Matt Breida, AJ Dillon, that's interesting. Bring him back to the, to, to the to the MA. Latavius Murray, how is Latavius Murray still in the NFL? He's thirty four. Yeah, he he's actually a dog. Zach Moss, I could see Marlon Mack being a Patriot. I could. He hasn't played years. Lynn Bowden, know. he was on the Patriots. Zonovan Knight, Eno Benjamin. I remember Eno Benjamin well. Dude, I I think AJ Dillon I can see being a Patriot, but I could also see a fun. team signing him to be their number one back. But he didn't really have a great season this year, and Aaron Jones is hurt a lot of the time too. That's also true. Yeah, that's fair. So, who's to say that? I mean, I don't really know what kind of contract he he would want. Maybe the the Packers could uh, re-sign him straight up. Imagine if there are a couple goes big names Raiders. here, though. The top top five names here. What's like? What's going to happen with Henry, Jacobs, Pollard, Barkley, and Eckler? Dude, imagine getting Saquon. I would. I would love that. We don't need a running back, but yeah, I that love would Saquon. honestly suck if like we had all this cap space and they were like, we're gonna just give Saquon Barkley a huge contract. That'd be I'm a big fan of Saquon's just because I think I would he's rather so do that with Derrick Henry. That'd be a lot I wouldn't know. He's, <laughs> he's older and he's a fat contract with someone. Derrick Henry, all dude, the way. 
I don't. I disagree. I love Derrick Henry. Um, one of very few players in NFL history to rush for two thousand yards in a season, but I think his best days are behind him. To be honest with you. Yeah, but you know he could like him if he's just like a like a one two punch. You know, it's just it's fun fun to think about him and Stevenson. That'd be insane. Oh my goodness. Him and Steve running shit up. Um, but looking into some other positions here um, that the Patriots will need help with uh, the tight end position. Um, Hunter Henry is going to hit free agency. Dalton Schultz, uh, Gerald Everett, Mike Gesicki also. So that two Patriots top tight ends there. And I think Farrell Brown's also. Yep, I was going to say we have so, all of our tight ends. That we, are yeah, patients. we we got to bring back at least one of them. I, we'll probably resign Henry. I would imagine. I would imagine we'd resign Henry, but maybe not the other guys. Maybe off chance. Yeah, I I'd, I would Brown. love for them to sign Dalton Schultz. That'd be awesome. But I don't think Dalton Schultz is that good. Dude, he got 635 yards the, the last year. That's like fine. <laughs> yeah, but that that he he was pretty good. It's fine. I mean. Okay. It means much 220 better than Henry. Uh, he, he got the same production as we got from Mike Kosicki and Hunter Henry. In, yeah, in one person. Yeah, but like we used two tight ends. Yeah, so we could get Dalton Schultz and then we could get Noah Fant. Noah Fant's 26. I thought he was much older. I'd rather keep Hunter Henry because I he is like a reliable receiver. You know, he makes. He's got reliable hands. He makes big catches. I just every think he gets lost during games. He, he's just he just disappears. Albert Okwebunam. I used to think he was gonna be awesome. Wow. Jake Butt is that Jake Butt? No, Jack Stoll. What do you take? Jack Stool. Zach. Oh, what's it say? This guy's name. Uh, Zach's a nice guy. I don't know if we would want Zach <laughs> on our team. Yeah, I heard he's um, a real. Piece of work. Yeah, he's real. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, um, <laughs> but you know, there's definitely some interesting. Not just not really like crazy talent in the free agent market here. What, what if the Patriots said, you know, screw the draft boards, we're gonna trade back a little bit and get Bryce Bowers. In the, is that his name? Brock Bowers in the draft. Yeah. He's supposed to be a stud tight end. No, he's, Georgia, he's, right? he's Probably the same level as Kyle Pitts. They do different things. As Kyle Pitts was more of a receiver than a tight end, I think Brock Bowers is more of a complete traditional tight end, like can stand in and block, is is great receiving, you know, strong hands, run after the catch ability, all that. Um, I think that would be dumb. Yeah, it's definitely not the position we need most, but it, it is interesting to think about. Um, potentially what a- – because we do have a lot of holes to fill and the assets that we might yeah. be able to accumulate we, because of that. We could we could sign Saquon, draft Brock Bowers, and then just be the Falcons. Yeah, I'm, I'm hip. And we then Bill will come a, back. We don't have a star receiver, but honestly, this receiver market is pretty it's, it's loaded. There, there's a lot of people here. I'd love to have Mike Evans because that guarantees that we would at least have a 1,000-yard receiver next year. Yeah, that would be, that would be nice. I think Odell – if anyone ever get, like, I don't understand why the Ravens gave him fifteen million to, to be a mediocre receiver, but I'm sure that he probably brings a lot of intangibles to that team as well, and they're doing quite well this season. So I'm sure that's probably money well spent um, in their minds. But a lot of good other players there. Yeah. Um, we've talked about Tyler Boyd could be a good Patriot. I, we've talked Actually, about how Curtis Samuel mm-hmm. seems like he'd be a good Patriot. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about KJ Osborne, how he feels like he'd be a, a Patriot. Yeah. Although we'll see, this is a new regime. 
Maybe maybe Mayo brings in unpatriot like guys. Yeah, like Marquise Brown. I would, dude. If we got Marquise Brown, it'd be sick. No, he sucks. He's not bad. Dude. He's not good. He's pretty. He's definitely better than anyone we have. I uh, probably, but I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's great. I think he's good. If we got Marquise Brown and T Higgins, oh my god! Oh, Michael Pittman's a free agent too, dude. This They're gonna keep Michael roster. Pittman. They're gonna resign Michael Pittman. They have to. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that. That's true. Although T. Higgins, I mean, for teams, if you're talking about thinking for the future, do you see? Um, sorry to interrupt you there, but like the the Bengals uh, reporters interviewed Jamar Chase, and they were like, "Would you take more? Would you take a pay cut to keep T. Higgins?" And he oh yeah, like, he's like, "No, <laughs> we don't got to worry about that. My payday's next year, not this year." You know, <laughs> Yeah, which is like, like uh, that's, that's that's fair. You gotta you gotta get your bag. Yeah, you, you if you're if you're a if you talented player, it. you yeah, gotta one of the best in the world. Shoot for the stars. But T know? Higgins is also like T Higgins is a bona fide number one receiver too. He's like a one B guy. Yeah, he's not like top top of the list. But I think he he could be the best receiver on a team, and it would still be a good team. Yeah. Like he was the best receiver on the Bengals, and they were pretty good for only a year. And then you, in a draft with like, okay, you're like. Your offensive line sucks because your your quarterback just tore his ACL because he gets sacked so much. Instead of taking a, a left tackle that you know would be a foundational part of your franchise, you take Jamar Chase and it worked. It, it worked right, but T Higgins kind of gets phased out. Do do you, you think so? Do you think before they made that pick of Jamar Chase, they like brought Joe Burrow in a room and were like. What do you think? I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow was a big advocate for the Jamar Chase pick because they both went to LSU together. Well, yeah, that uh, that makes sense. And honestly, if you if you had like any doubts and your quarterback just came in and he was like, "Fucking do it," yeah, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, "Okay, that's, we're gonna do it." That's honestly what I, I'd love to see. Like whoever we get, you know, say we get like a Caleb Williams in the draft. And I, I like I really hope after we draft Caleb Williams, a second after he goes to Gerard Mayo or Mike Rowe or whoever's in charge of drafting um going forward, he's like, You gotta get this stud in the sixth round. He's going to be a general like we're we're I mean, gonna work what, so well together. That's yeah. what Caleb Williams or sorry, it's CJ Stroud did with Tech Dell. Mm-hmm. And look how that worked out. That was yeah. great. It was honestly fantastic. Uh Tank Dell was a stud. You, really I think to see him get hurt. We but. also have to pay attention. I've been watching these for like years and like paying attention to the reports that come out. But this past year's Senior Bowl, Tank Dell was going crazy, and uh, Demario Douglas was going crazy. So I think Men- mental. You gotta you gotta watch how these these guys perform. And um, oh, also, I had a premonition. I don't know if this is true or not, but if, if it happens, you'll hear it here first. I want you to go to defensive end. Can you do that for me? And uh, there should be a guy named Bryce Huff down there. He's on the Jets. Mm. Oh, Cleveland Farrell is a free agent. That's crazy. Bryce Huff, where is he? They might have him listed at linebacker, maybe. Um, the fuck? Bruce Irvin. What the hell is he doing here? <laughs> Justin Houston. Well, Bryce Huff, regardless, he is a free agent from the Jets. He had 10 sacks this past year. He led their team. But 
for the last like three years, he has been among the top players in the league for like pass rush win rate and pressures. And they just don't play him a lot for whatever reason, because I think they've spent so many high picks on edge rushers that they want them to be on, on the field more. Bryce Huff, I think, is exactly the kind of guy who the Patriots would sign. Yeah, I mean, 10 sacks, and he, 21 QB hits. He's like, definitely up there. Like his, for, He only had 29 tackles, and 10 of them were sacks. They don't play him a lot. He had 454 snaps, and overall, I mean, there's got to be a reason for that, right? Like It's because they've spent, I mean, snaps. Jermaine Johnson was a first-round pick. Um, who they The Jets have, like, three first-round pick edge rushers. Can we look at that roster real quick? The Jets roster. Jermaine Johnson, uh, they drafted another guy in the first round this past year. Uh, fuck. Okay. Or like just Jets first round picks. I want to Google that. Uh, 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 uh. All right. So for the roster here, D-line Michael Clemens wearing 72. It's an interesting number there. Um. Linebacker Sam Yevon. No idea to say his name. All right, ready. John Franklin Myers. So Will Will McDonald, defensive end, Iowa State, first round pick. Jermaine. This was this past year. Jermaine Johnson, defensive end, Florida State, first round pick. Then you have to go back a little more. Oh, they signed what? What's his name? Um, uh, God. They signed a guy in free agency who was supposed to be like their problem at defensive end. Uh let's see. He got hurt their first his first year and then what's his name? Uh not John Franklin Myers, although he's pretty good as well. Uh Carl Lawson. That's a guy. They signed him to like a big free agency contract, and he's supposed to be like their stud or whatever. But I think they let Bryce Huff go, and I think we should sign him and put him on the edge because that would be pretty chill. That would be pretty chill. And we don't know what we're going to do with Josh Uche. Uh, We don't know about the health of Matt Judon. Um, I think that Anthony Jennings had a really good year. This is going to be such a crazy offseason because there's so many question marks on this team, which honestly, it really sucks, but it's also really kind of fun to follow. For example, our offensive line this year, we could see we, – we had a horrible offensive line this year, and we could see all of our good linemen walk. You know, Not David, Dave. David Andrews Key could retire. I guess so. He hasn't decided yet. God, um, Trent sad. Brown has sort of openly been very – Anti-Patriots. Yeah, anti-Patriots. He he's he's excited to get out of town, to be completely honest. He, he's he's gonna get get going somewhere, which is unfortunate, but we gotta keep Michael Winner. We have to. I, yeah, Michael Winner has gotta be the, the foundation of this offensive he, line. He might be priority number one for free agents, to be completely honest. Yeah, just I, bringing him back to this team. As much as I love Kyle Duggar, and I really I really, really do, I just think that he's more Important considering like positional depth and everything. Yeah, but we're gonna get Gonzo back. We're gonna get Judon back. Kendrick Bourne hopefully will be coming back. Stevenson's coming back. 
a new quarterback, hopefully coming in. Coming coming in. Yeah. All things – and, hey, I wanted to mention this earlier. And despite how bad we did as a team this past season, despite our record and the, the terrible performances, there were seven Patriots players who received all pro votes. Do you have a guess on who those players may have been? Yes, I think uh... – uh, Kyle Duggar. Wrong. Really? Kyle Duggar, out of all those people, didn't receive one? He did not. Vote. Nope. All right. Um, I know Jalen Rager received one. Jalen Rager did, in fact, receive one. Which yep, is crazy to me because he is someone who I was – I mean, he returned one kick, right, yeah. which is pretty cool. But he was someone that whenever he got the ball this season, I would kind of cringe at the TV. You know, I'd be upset. Um, that he was getting so much attention. Um, but Jalen Rager, nevertheless, nevertheless Jalen Rager. Yeah, that's one down. You got six more to go. That's crazy. Um, Jack Jones? No, no. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, all right. I'd love to hear Jelani Tavai up there. Jelani Tavai did. He did? Yep. That's awesome. Jelani Tavai. You got five votes. Um, all right. So uh, are there any offensive people that get any votes? What do you think? No. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. So that's that's good to know. Um, defensive side of the ball. Oh, oh, dude, come on. Barmore definitely got some votes. Barmore did get some votes. He received three votes. Um, okay. So maybe Mac Wilson? No. He didn't get any. No. Um, this guy probably had the the most hype play of the season he made against the Raiders. Oh, Mac Jones. No. That pick to, to Hunter Henry. Hmm. Hype play of the season? Against Devontae Adams. Oh, oh. Was that not Kyle Duggar? Who, no, who it wasn't. Him? It was another safety. Um, Jonathan Jones. Um, no, dude, Jonathan Jones is a corner. Oh my god, Andrew, dude, come on. Oh my god, who is it? His name starts with a J. This guy was like JC Jackson, bro. No, dude. Jabril Peppers. Oh god, I completely forgot about Jabril Peppers. Naming quarterbacks. So that's all the players on defense. He was erased from my memory. There's still three more players: Bryce Berenger, yep. stud; Chad yep. Ryland, stud; no, long snapper. Nope. Really? So there's two more left. One, the, the guy who received the most votes you didn't get yet. This guy received 29 votes. Wow. Which is a lot. That is a lot. Not on defense? Nope. We've, wow. we, we have mentioned him on this podcast several times. Oh, jeez. We are scholars of his game, in fact. Oh, Brandon Schooler. Brandon Schooler. Gotta be him. 29. Nine votes. Yeah, he had a good season. And then there was one more guy who I think it, this was just a legacy thing, why he got voted. Oh, Matthew Slater. Matthew Slater. Yeah. So Slater, Schooler, Barringer, Jalen Rager, Jelani Tavai, Shabril Peppers, and, of course, Christian Barmore. Those are the guys that received the All-Pro votes. None of them made an All-Pro team. Brendan Schooler was close, but sadly no cigar. Uh, Christian Barmore had a great year. He had eight and a half sacks. Yeah. As an interior defensive lineman. Studly. Imagine if Judon was here the whole season. Like that that's so yeah. unfortunate to 
like that he was hurt the whole it's it's really sucks that Judon and Gonzalez were hurt this season because it really changed our whole season right from the get-go. That that Cowboys game, it, it sucks that it was the Cowboys too. Out of all the teams to ruin our season from one game, it was them. It was them they, boys. They ruined us. And the, those are two positions where having somebody who's great at them makes the entire defense better because if the receivers are covered for an extra second, it allows an extra second for the pass rush to get home. And if the pass rush is getting to the quarterback a second faster, it makes the defensive backs' jobs much easier because they don't have to cover for as long. So if you have two really high-level guys at each – one at each of those positions, it makes the entire defense better because you have less – you have more time for the pass rush to get home and less time for the ball to get out, mm-hmm. you know, which is it, – it's – Makes me very excited for next year. Um, yeah. Very, very good thing about next year is that you know defensively we're going to be studly. I think still we still got pretty much the same group of guys that we're bringing back, which is fun. Um, but offensively, we are just in ruins. This is just going to be we're we're going to have so many new faces, which is going to be cool, but it's also going to be pretty scary. Um, you know, James Winston, one of those guys we might bring in, um, could be cool. See him out there. Jameis. Yeah. That would be so funny. Jameis Winston. Having Jameis. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. Oh, there's a market value for Jameis Winston. So, right now, he's getting paid $4 million in the Saints. Let's see what this website has a market value. Okay. It's $2.7 million. I'd we pay $2.7 for Jameis. We could afford him, right? Dude, if we bring in Jameis, we don't even have to keep Mac. We could just start over with Jameis and somebody else. Oh, Gardner Minshew. Whose value is five point three million. So for for your sort of reference on uh, how good he might be, all right, Joshua Dobbs six point seven million for him. The astronaut. Okay, what Kirk Cousins' market value projected next year thirty nine million dollars. I don't know about that, but I would I would say that's fair. He's towards Achilles. I, I don't know. Thirty five years yeah, old. Yeah, but he's not like a very mobile guy. That's true. I don't. Think I hope he stays with the Vikings. I really do. I don't know what he's gonna do. Who knows? Who knows? Not me. Not me. But I. Uh, I wish the best for Kirk. I've never had any ill feelings towards Kirk. And you know what? I don't have any ill feelings towards Bill Belichick. I'm happy for everything he gave us. I'm sad that he's gone, but I think it was probably time to move on. Uh, I wish him the best for wherever he goes. Do you have a favorite memory of Bill? Not that he's dead. He's not dead. Do I have a favorite memory, Bill? Yeah. Oh. Um, like, what was your favorite Bill moment? My favorite Bill moment. There's a lot to choose from, I think. There is. Hmm. I like the bill in his later years where he would just kind of like sassily throw flags at refs. That was oh, kind of that that, was a those funny were, bill. He moment. had some good ones. Remember when the ref was like down tying his shoe or something and yeah. Bill looked at him and just threw it on the ground directly? But it was such a like a weird like Yeah, that was like, good. Throw. Um I liked I mean, obviously the onto Cincinnati was a big one. Um, and that was like a, a dynasty defining moment. But in terms of like a smaller moment. I thought it was so, so funny when we were playing the Jets a couple of years ago 
and we had the punt team on and like they jumped off sides to try and like do something. I think they they like jumped to try and get us closer to uh like the end zone or whatever so that the punt would be shorter. And then Bill just like took a delay of game or like he had one of the guys jump. So it like brought us back. And like, while the whole thing was going on, the clock was still like ticking down mm-hmm. to zero and the camera cut to him and he was just like smirking on the sideline. And Adam Gase was like freaking out. I think that was, that was fun. I liked that a lot. Cause it was, it showed that Bill like was still having fun, still enjoying the game. Yeah. That was back in our, was that was that the Cam Newton days or no? That was last year with Brady, the last right? Brady year, yeah. yeah. There's a I have a list online of some some things that he did. Uh, the decision to keep starting Brady over Drew Bledsoe, obviously huge. It, especially as that's like staking your career on a guy because yeah, because Bledsoe they put a hundred million dollar contract into him. Yeah, and at that point, like those contracts weren't really signed for that much money that like often, you know. So it's an insane contract. Imagine so you get like starting Patrick Mahomes, and then you just well, Drew like, Bledsoe is never that level. It would be like it would be like having like Dak, you know, yeah. like a top ten guy. Yeah, Dak's cringy. But they should have been so much better. I, yeah, that's crazy. Um, let's see. He got rid of Lawyer Malloy in favor of Rodney Harrison, which was – I mean, that ended up working great too because Rodney Harrison was a dog. Lawyer Malloy was also a great Patriot, but Rodney Harrison was was crazy. All the times that he beat the shit out of Peyton Manning. In 03, beating Peyton Manning and Steve McNair in back-to-back weeks. Of course, the 07 Patriots, the undefeated team, um, beating Peyton Manning again, back-to-back Super Bowls in 03-04. Moss and Welker getting those guys in free agency, winning 11 with Matt Castle at quarterback. Uh, Malcolm Butler getting him on the squad. I don't think they should credit him for that because then he also benched him during the Super Bowl against the Eagles. So I don't – They credit where credit's due. He found a a studly person, got him on the team. I mean, Belichick, my, my favorite thing about Belichick is that there are so many accounts of times where players would leave the Patriots and get paid too much to go play for someone else, do a really bad job, get cut after a season, and then come back to the Patriots for like oh my God. nothing almost. You, you, and we, we would just – we would keep doing that over and over again, and it was great. You know who was the king of doing that? Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins. Like that was times. awesome. Whenever we, it's, it's, it's like we would rent him out the teams. Yeah. We'd be like, hey, you want to use him for like a, for a season? He's, yeah, he's not even a player. He just goes in there to like steal their signs and yeah, stuff. He's a mercenary. He, yeah, he comes back in and he's like, all right, this is what the Browns are doing. Jamie, yeah, Bill Belichick. Bill knew he couldn't do spy game anymore, so he just he sent Jamie Collins to every franchise to get their yeah. secrets. Yeah, Jamie. I used to love Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins. We did that too. Uh, recently, obviously, J.C. Jackson. We did that too. Trent Brown. We did that too. He got paid so much money to go to the Raiders, and then he just came right back. And he was way less good. But where is your ideal landing spot for Belichick right now? Where do you think he should go? I well, 
it seems like he will go to the Falcons, but in a perfect world, if I were Bill Belichick, I would go to the Eagles if they get rid of their coach. They have yeah. all the studs on defense that they need. Um, and he doesn't even need to think about building an offense. He's already got no. one, too. Yeah. I think uh, he – and I was listening to Edelman talk on the Rich Eisen show today, and he said that he has a lot of respect for Howie Roseman with how he built the team. And also he has a lot of respect for Howie Roseman because he beat him. Like the Eagles beat us. And mm-hmm. I think that like Bill's not a guy he Edelman was saying who will like hold resentment for for losing to a a, a team in like a well fought battle. Like he respects that. Yeah. I mean it, it, I I I don't think there's like a there's this rivalry between the Patriots and the Eagles. I think that, you know, we're just too two historically good teams that have yeah. played against each other. I mean, we like we've won a Super Bowl against them. They've won a Super Bowl against yeah, us. We're even Steven. Even Steven. Not know, like the if, Rams. Fuck yeah, you, Rams. They got dogged. Oh, and two. Falcons, dogged. Yeah, dogged. Panthers, dogged. Dogged. Seahawks, dogged. Dogged. <laughs> you got real quiet after that. <laughs> <laughs> he should just make his way to every team that we've beaten in the Super Bowl. He should. Bill should be the first, like, coach mercenary. Imagine he was like, I want to go to the Panthers, rebuild the Panthers. That would be so like he he would never get fifteen more wins. No, to be to get the although record. wait realistically let's think about it. So also sneakily, I don't think this is going to happen. But the Seahawks just stepped away from Pete Carroll, so he could feasibly no. he could go. Hear me out. Feasibly he could go to the to the Eagles, win a Super Bowl. Then, after a failed experiment with some other coach in Seattle where they don't like him, he can go to Seattle, win a Super Bowl. After Seattle, <laughs> well, listen, after Seattle, it will probably have, have given Atlanta, they will probably still suck. He can go to Atlanta, win a Super Bowl. Carolina will probably have a little bit, been been a little bit more rebuilt by that time. Bryce Young will be the MVP three times. Bryce over. Young will be good. He'll go to the Panthers, win a Super Bowl. And then finally he can go to the Rams, who McVay's out because they have no good players because they don't have any picks, and the contracts all came up, so he left. Bill Belichick will go there. Dipped out of town Mm -hmm. right when it was time to pay the bill. Bill will go there, and guess what? They won the Super Bowl. So all all the rumors of uh, Brady being more influential than Belichick will go away, and it will be great forever. I I hope go Patriots. I hope Bill finds success where he goes because I don't like that people are discrediting him for whatever he did. Um, and it's so crazy to me, like it because it's it's such like a ill informed take. They're like like how are you gonna put like everything that it takes to win a Super Bowl? You can't just put that on one person. You know you you need a you need a it's it's a team that is built up the structure you know the practices every day. Bill's setting the standard. He's setting the playbook, and he deserves credit for that. You can't just be like, "Oh, well, Brady was, you know, the best quarterback of all time," which he was. And you know, it's fair that to think that um, Belichick would not have six Super Bowls without Brady. But it's also really fair to think Brady wouldn't have six Super Bowls. Like, imagine if uh, Belichick had Aaron Rodgers, or imagine if Belichick had Peyton Manning. He could have potentially done the exact same thing. So, there have one, like. 
three or four, maybe six Super Bowls. Like we don't know. And you know, mm. that will be um that argument is just forever gonna be in the purgatory of speculation where we never will know. And you know, we can test out the Madden Madden simulate Madden simulations all we want, but Madden twenty four. Um, Belichick isn't signed off to be in Madden. So Oh my god, yeah, this is the first time ever since we've been alive, except for like one year, maybe I think, where our football coach is going to be in Madden. How could crazy be, is could that? Could be a real person. Rod Imagine Mayo if Gerard Mayo is also like, nah. <laughs> so, nah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Patriots way, maybe. This is the Patriot way. <laughs> Fuck you, Madden. Yeah. Uh, that would be cool. I think the Brady Belichick thing was. It's just a the, headline. It's just a narrative at the end of the day. To well, talk I, I think it is the most perfect example of in sports of right place, right time makes like the perfect situation because yeah, they Brady came in during a time where Bill was just starting out as the Patriots head coach. And I mean, Bledsoe was there. Yeah. He had taken the Patriots to the Super Bowl before. Sure. They got shit pumped, but it, it created the perfect environment for Brady to not have any pressure coming in. So nobody was like, putting him under a microscope, he was able to prepare himself and go out and perform with nothing to lose because he had nothing to lose. He was a sixth-round pick, and if if he fucked up, that was what they were expecting him to do anyways. So he went out, no holds barred, let it go, and did well enough for Bill to feel confident saying, okay, I'm going to stick with you. And just their two minds together worked so well together for so long that we saw all the success that we did. Brady obviously went out and accomplished more after he left the Patriots. But you got to think at that point already, Brady was entering his 20th year as a professional quarterback. He was so cerebral by then. He had seen every defense. He'd made every throw. He knew defenses inside and out that he would have succeeded anywhere he went. Yeah. And he, he saw that the Patriots – organizationally was withering away. Like he, he got out. I re- like, I remember that in the last, his last season, he was mad all season that he didn't have any weapons to throw to. And he was right. He didn't, he didn't have anyone. And we really haven't had that number one guy since he's been gone. And, you know, he, um, I mean, he, he saw that, the, you know, what was over the horizon and he knew he'd have more success elsewhere. So ultimately that's why he decided to leave. And, you know, there, there is blame for on Belichick being the GM, especially um, for not, I don't know, being better. Right, but you can't be like you can't be perfect. Not everyone's gonna hit all the time for for your draft choices. So, yeah, you gotta take the good with the bad, take the bad with the good. Um, I think the last several years, Bill has. Definitely made some poor draft choices, but now we turn a new leaf. Strad Mayo era. Hopefully, he has some say in who we're taking. I mean, obviously, he will. He's the head coach, but I know Matt Groh and uh, oh my god, the other guy. I, don't, I can't remember his name right now. But Robert Kraft. Yep, that's the one. No, <laughs> no. the other guy, the other personnel guy. There, uh, Tom Brady. Been catching a lot of flack because uh, people are upset that they're staying in the organization, considering the the success of the recent draft choices we've had. But this is a new year. 
We have the third pick. We can draft anybody in the world that we want except for two people. Anybody else and is fair game. If we're feeling crazy, we can trade up to get those. If guys. we're feeling saucy. I mean, listen, if we if we have Mac Jones, we could trade. We have a litany of receivers that we could trade. Mm-hmm. None of Are they good, any of them? No. But depends on what you hate to find. Sometimes that doesn't matter. Third pick in Devontae Parker for number one. Who says no? Probably, probably the the Bears, but maybe not. Maybe they wouldn't say no to that because then they could probably still draft Marvin Harrison Jr. It's true. They'll get their guy, we'll get our guy. And you know what? You'll get a nice seasoned veteran in Devontae Parker who can really mentor um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. DJ Moore, Devontae Parker, Darnell Mooney, Marvin Harrison Jr. How do you stop that team? You, you can't. That's the answer. Justin Fields throwing the rock to the other team sometimes. Who who can stop them? Yeah, but the Bears themselves are in quite what are we per, in the perfect position? What are we? They what are we like? If I were him, if I were the GM of that team too, I would be. Yeah, nice he's pick. in a really tough position because he's he can either have just a quarterback rebuild, right? But then you also have to start. That's also like taking taking the gamble of taking gamble of like a quarterback in the first round because not all of them pan out. So you're taking a risk on that guy. To like, if that pick didn't work out, like he would probably be out of the house in like a year or two. So, I mean, for his job at least, this is a really pivotal spot, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's either he'll be right and believe in Justin Fields and build up the team around him, or he's going to say, you know, while we have this opportunity, I'm going to take Caleb Williams and fresh restart, re like finish the rebuild. But then you're putting all your faith into that guy. So. Crazy situation for the Bears. It's a great one. Um, sort of a predicament, though, for that GM. Both ways he could go could be wrong. But um, one thing for sure is we should not – I think if we do decide to trade up to them, which I can see them wanting to trade back, I like we cannot trade the house to do that. It is, it is not – drafting one of – these quarterbacks, one over the other, I don't think it's worth trading the house for. I I can agree with that. All right, I'm going to go through a list of quarterbacks taken in the first round since 2010, and you just give me like a rating one through ten, okay? Okay. All right, we're starting at 2010. So you have Sam Bradford at number one. Let's give him a seven. You would give him a seven? I'd give him a six. He was all right. I'd give him like a four. I mean, he was a journeyman for a while, you know. Oh, he's yeah, but he's he was actually, a number that one. Was pick. Ten, that was actually thirteen years ago. Yeah, that's probably like a five. He's out of the. He's been out of the league for like five or six years. Yeah. All right, Tim Tebow. Uh, three. No, nah, no, nah, I'll give him a five too. He was. He had a huge brand. Yeah, and he but, had a playoff playoff like he's, win. He's he Tebow mania for a second. Yeah, that was fun. All right, Cam Newton. Uh, that one's probably an eight or a uh, nine. Okay. Okay. MVP. Uh, Jake Locker at eight. Never heard of him. One. Okay. Blaine Gabbard at number 10. Ooh. Watch Daddy Sling It, famously. Three. Christian Ponder at 12. This was a really bad year for one. quarterbacks. <laughs> um, 2012, you have Andrew Luck, who went at number oh, one. That's a stud, 10. Can you give him a 10? Because he, he's out of the league now. He got hurt. Give him the 10. Okay. RG3? I mean, you as a, as a GM, you can't predict that 
then you're going to retire. Then you're going to retire early because your offensive line sucks. Um, RG3, I'd give RG3. I mean, without the injuries. You can't can't do that. All right, fine. I'll give him an eight. (laughs) An eight? Yeah. I'd give him like a six or a five. I mean, he had a – he had a pretty good season in his rookie year, but he did it's fall apart great, after yeah. that. So, all right, Ryan Tannehill at number eight. Ooh, that's an interesting pick. Um, I'll give him. I'll give him a six because he sucked in the Dolphins, but he did show some light and promise on the Titans, and um, we've kind of just watched him wither away over the past couple of years. But he 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 beat the bust allegations. I will will at least say that because he was successful for a couple of years. Okay, Brandon Whedon, 22nd overall pick. I think he was 26 when he got drafted. Yeah, I remember him being really old. So we're at 2013 now? Jeez. Now we're entering 2014. You have Blake Bortles. Um, the boat. Blake Bortles, dog, 10. Nah, probably two. It led <laughs> him to an AFC championship but didn't quite get it done. Okay, Johnny Menzel. Oh, 10. Yep. Great documentary. True. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater at number 32. I'll give that a five. Okay. If he didn't – if dude, if that knee never exploded, like, he could have been much better. Okay. It really sucks. All right, 2015, you have Jameis and Mariota at one and two. I give them both a four. Okay. Okay. Jameis maybe a five. All right. Okay. Uh, 2016, you have Goff, Carson Wentz, and Paxton Lynch. I'll give Goff um, an 8. 8.7. Give him an 8.7, close to 9, because he's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to the playoffs again. He's he's a very good quarterback in this league. You know, he – he his his entire career it's, – it's interesting because as a number one overall pick, you never really see them as having adversity to overcome, but – Throughout his time being in the Rams and Sean McVay not really having faith in him and completely giving up on him, um, he in trading him to the Lions for Matthew Stafford, like he he has shown so much adversity over the past couple of years, helping to build up the Lions and and get them to beat the Rams in the playoffs. So like he he's he's a great player, great story. Got to give him an eight point seven. He's approaching that nine very soon though. Okay, what about Wentz and Paxton Lynch? Got to give Wentz a. Four. I say he had a lot of promise to be better than Goff, but he got hurt, and he was never really quite the same player. Got replaced really quickly, and he's just kind of been problems everywhere he's been going. Paxton Lynch, got to give him a one. He's not been good. I think he's out of the league entirely now. I think he was out of the league very soon. Yeah. Um. Okay, 2017, yeah, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky, got to give him a two. Okay, Patrick Mahomes. Ten. Deshaun Easy. Watson. I, I used to be a really big Deshaun Watson fan, not so much in recent years. Let's give him a 6.6. Okay. All right. 2018, five players here. Baker? Uh, Baker is going to get an 8. An 8. I okay. think that's fair. All right. Sam Darnold? Uh, Darnold's going to get a 3. Okay. Josh Allen? 10, probably. Josh Rosen? The Rosen Zero. one? 0. All right, Lamar Jackson. Ten. Okay. Twenty nineteen, Kyler. Give him a five. Okay, Daniel Jones. Give him a zero. Zero. So you okay, Dwayne Haskins. 
RIP. RIP. We don't have to grade that one. Yeah. Um, okay, that it stops at 2019, but um, I mean, obviously, you have like Herbert, Tua, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. But even at all those guys, like, there's probably only like out of all those that that 12 years of drafting that we just went through, there was only like four tens in the last couple of years. We we probably give put a few more up there potentially, but. Like the hit to bust ratio is insane. You're yeah. probably gonna bust more often than you'll hit with that position. That's so, true with life as well. That's that. Yeah. So, gotta give and take. <laughs> gotta give and take. <laughs> uh, like you know, we could trade up, but the thing is, like with the, with the, what the Panthers have done recently too, they traded um, their first round pick for the next year, which is now belonging to the Bears and DJ Moore. For a quarterback that might not even have been the best in his draft class, and they're going to suffer for the next couple of years for it. Imagine, like they had what pick did they have? They had like the number three pick or something like that last year in, in the draft. The the um, I, like what, what spot? I, I gotta see what spot the Bears picked last year. Um, Bears draft. Because I feel like they only really traded up um, like two spots, and they they traded so much for him. All right, so maybe maybe not the case. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly which pick they they traded. Did you know Andrew Luck? Um, is the only quarterback to have a draft rating of 99. That's pretty cool. And he was a huge hit until he got hurt. Retired. He was studly. The next few, Sam Bradford had a 97. Jameis Winston had a 97. Trevor Lawrence had a 97. RG3 had a 97. Yeah. Blaine Gabbard had a 96. Jeez. It's tough. They're really incorrect about that one. But, yeah, so – um. It's going to be kind of a crazy offseason. You know, we'll see what changes that um, Gerard Mayo will make in these next coming weeks um, to see how he can work to improve this team Um, because we got a lot of problems. A lot of problems. He is the new captain of the ship. So he is in charge, and I'm really excited to see what direction we go. I think we're in good hands. Um, Me too. I mean, hell, man. See what I did there? Helmets of Mayo brand. Honestly, that all sounded like gibberish. I don't know what that <laughs> sounded like over the mic, but like, like you were like, real man. Get it? Because Mayo. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, hey, man. We're gonna we're gonna reload. The Patriots don't rebuild. We reload. And guess what? Mm-hmm. We're reloading this offseason. And guess what? Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, rest of the AFC. The, the America's worst nightmare is back. Mm-hmm. The Patriots are back. We're gonna see you in the Super Bowl next February. All right. Mm-hmm. Take care. We'll see you. Wash your hair. Merry Christmas. <laughs>